We are witnesses. Last night at the Easter vigil here, right here with this little portable baptismal font, we had two students baptized, another two students became Catholic, and about eight students received confirmation and first communion, etc. And I had asked uh, one of the people who were baptized, I said, um, what, what makes you want to be baptized? Like there's so many, you know, people going the other direction. What makes you want to be baptized? And he, he said that he had grown up on the Native American Indian Reservation and he had gone to a Catholic school. And when he started the Catholic school, he said he noticed that it was different. That the, the culture, the people, and specifically the religious sisters, that they were just different. And the different was a good different, that he felt, the word he put on it was he felt free. He said, you know, my, my, my mom is Christian. He said, but I just get a little bit of a different flavor from her, you know? It's a little more intense, you know, and who's telling me what I'm supposed to do. He said, but when I went to the, the Catholic school, you know, away from my family, he said, I, I felt like welcome. I felt like at peace, and I wanted to be there. He said, so I went home. He goes, I remember it was fourth grade. I went home, and I said to my parents, I said, I want to become Catholic, uh, to which my parents replied, no way. <laughs> so he said, so I've been waiting. And now that I'm in college, on my own, that I've come now and I want to be baptized. That that desire had grown. That his encounter with those witnesses at that Catholic school had struck him in such a deep way that led him to come to know the Lord. We are here today because people witnessed the risen Christ. As St. Peter says today, we, we ate with him, we drank with him, we talked like we know him. And, and they proclaimed this good news to other people who then came to encounter the Lord. But then Jesus ascended into heaven, leaving us the sacraments, the Eucharist, so we can receive him not externally, but interiorly. And so then this next generation people, they, they looked to the witness of those first people. Because at that time, there was a lot of confusion, you know, that, you know, their leader, Jesus, had been crucified. And so the people were afraid that they were next. They were hiding in the upper room. And then all of a sudden, something happens where they move from fear to freedom. Where they, they go from worry to joy. And, and they go out and they witness their faith in the face of in persecution, even to the point of death. Like they knew that proclaiming the good news would mean death for them. And they're like, we don't care. Because we know the one who has power over death. And, and I can't help but proclaim what I've received. That it's so good that I want you to know about him. And so even in the face of this, this, this hostility, they, they proclaimed it, you know? And I, I think in our own day, there's, there's a different kind of hostility, you know? Um, I heard somebody say this this week, and I went, to, I went to research it. I couldn't find it exactly, but they said, maybe it's for a specific age group. They said, the largest faith 
in our country is atheism, followed by former Catholics, followed by the, the nuns, the no religion, no belief, no affiliation with anything. Now, I, I, don't, I don't know the exact statistics, but I know I can kind of feel that, right? <laughs> with family, with this campus, it's like, yeah, there's just kind of this, it's almost more indifference than hostility, but it, it, it comes out as hostility at times. And I know that for me, what it does to me is I feel this yearning, like I see people in my own family and, and, and I see them trying to like figure it out and I just love them so much. I'm like, I want, I want you to know it doesn't have to be this hard. Where you feel like the world's on your shoulders and you feel like you have to do it all alone. I was like, no, Jesus, Jesus comes to show us that we're not alone. That, 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 you know, where you feel like there's this burden and I have to find my own meaning and I have to uncover what my identity is. That Jesus says, no, he says, my yoke is easy and my burden light. He says, I come to show you that your greatest meaning will come as you, as you give yourself away in love. You find yourself. That, we've, that there's nothing more satisfying in the human experience, even independent of faith, but to give oneself away in love. But Christ shows us that key. And, and that my identity, I don't have to like just, I guess just hopefully figure it out and kind of guess at it. Or, you know, grapple with it and struggle and feel confused. But, but the Father speaks my identity to me in my baptism. Says, you're my beloved son. You're my beloved daughter. And no matter what happens, I'm with you. I love you unconditionally. And I want to give you everything. Do you feel that freedom? Do you feel that, that love? And it's, it's that joy that makes me want to... It's like, that's, that's what I want for the people I care about. And, and I can't... You know, like, my sister... Well, I'm on my sister, you know, but like, her brother's a priest. You know, like, and, 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 and she hasn't... You know, and, and I want her to, like, just know the Lord's love. But I can't, I can't make my neighbor, like, mow their lawn. All I can do is take care of my own business. But when I take care of my own business, that's the best thing I can do for the people around me. D does that make sense? And, 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 and that's what gives the witness. You know, when you, see, when you see your neighbor, we have a neighbor in Phoenix, my parents, he always puts in winter grass and it's like, oh, I want that, you know? Like, <laughs> it takes a lot of time, you know? Like, and maybe that's what it is, right? Like, people see it and they're like, I, I want that. I want what you have, but I, I, I don't know if I can do what it takes. And, that, and that's, the, that's the, the misnomer, is coming to faith isn't about doing something. It's about receiving someone. It's about receiving the love of a God who says, my love is not based on what you've done and how perfect you are. It's, it's based on who I am and what I want for you. But it's just a gift, and if you don't want to receive it, you don't have to. And so that's what I can do, is the, the most powerful influence I can have on somebody is just to live my faith. Um, and the, that, that grace itself, that's what changes us. You know, that's, that's one thing I love about being at the Newman Center is nobody has to be here, right? And, and it creates an atmosphere of people that, that want to be here. There's, a, there's this conscious response and openness and the Lord works through that. There was a, 
one of the people who received sacraments last night, we went to Denny's afterwards. It's a crazy tradition, college students. We go to mid Denny's at midnight after the Easter vigil when Father has an 8.30 mass in the morning. But, you know, like... Um, and, and I was talking to this, this family, and the dad was telling me, he said, you know, um, Father, we actually, I know our son's just a freshman, but we, uh, we came through here a couple of years ago. And we stopped overnight in Flagstaff, and oh, it's Sunday, let's go to Mass. And so we ended up at the Newman Center. And he goes, I, you know, I mean, who knows what Mass it was, who the priest was, you know, like, he, said, he said, it was different. He said, it was special. And I thought to myself, man, I would love to come back here. And he said, and I was so overjoyed when my son decided to go to NAU, and he's like, man, you have an opportunity there at the Newman Center. And then his son, on his own free will, chose to do that. And the parents said how they, they've watched this year, his first year in college, that he goes off to college, and what happens? But he grows, and he is more at peace. He knows who he is more than ever. He has found friends who genuinely love him, who don't want to use him or lead him into trouble. And, and, and as they're telling me this over pancakes, like they're sitting there and mom and dad are like tearing up because they're so touched and impacted and grateful for what, what the Lord is doing in their son's life. And it's impacting them. College students, you never, never underestimate the power you have to witness your faith to your peers, to your family, even far, I can't tell you, I've, I've had, there's a number of students who said to me that, Father, since I've been here and have gotten more involved in my faith, my parents started going back to church again. It's, it's powerful, because, I don't know, you know, it's like, yes, there's a lot of difficulty, yes, there's challenges, you know, it's, it's we, live, we live in a time in which anxiety and depression and suicidal thoughts are at an all-time high. Because if I feel like I have to figure it out on my own, that, that's, that's too heavy. That's too much pressure. And, and if there's no God and there's no purpose, then what's the point of anything? And, and if things don't go well, well, why would I have hope that it's going to get better? But we believe and know Jesus Christ has power over all those things. And all he wants me to do is, is to come to him, to bring to him my brokenness, my weakness, my suffering, my sin, my difficulty. Me saying, Lord, I don't know what to do. I can't do it. And he smiles and says, you're not supposed to do it. Let me do it for you. Let's do this together. And, and I think even though there's this, this darkness, this heaviness, that the light shines brightest in the darkness. And Christ wants to speak into the darkness of our lives and into our culture and on this campus to say that there's something better. You know, I, I just think, you know, people question the resurrection. They question, like, I don't, I don't believe in God because I can't see him. And so, so I'll say to them, I'll say, well, can you tell me about this God that you don't believe in? And like, what? I was like, well, no, like, what's your definition of God that you're talking about? They'll say, well, God, you know, the creator of the universe, you know, the one who's, I don't know, outside of time. And I was like, okay. I was like, that's interesting, though, because if God... And I believe this God is outside of creation, that he began creation. Well, then he's outside of it. He wouldn't be in it. And if he was outside of time, well, then we wouldn't see him in time. So by your own definition, you would never have evidence of the God you don't believe in. So people in our culture cannot see God 
but they can see us. And that Jesus sends us as his witnesses. People who have encountered the living Christ and been transformed. And who, who go out and, and tell others about him. Not, not with a heavy hand, but just saying, hey, the door's open. You, you can come. If you don't want to come, that's okay. But the, but the table's set. And, and, and if you decide a year, two years, ten years from now, the door's still open. And, and, and those people then, because of that witness, they come and then they can encounter the living Christ. A couple of weeks ago, I was with some students and we, um, we were at adoration and it was a different priest doing that. And so he, he reposed the Blessed Sacrament, put Jesus in the tabernacle. And, and the, the young lady next to me, um, she just started crying. And, uh, you know, and, and are you okay? You know, like, how do I... <laughs> You know, so, so I just, I, I've learned, you just let them be. Like, I don't, don't let my anxiety be put out. Like, it's okay, you know? Um, so later I said, I said, uh, is everything okay? And, and, and she said, um, I didn't want Jesus to go away. I just want to be with him. That, that he, he loves me so much, and I find so much peace, that I just want to be with him. See, this young lady's not Catholic. But she's on, in process to receive her first communion. And she's like, I just want to receive God with me so bad. And I, I just, I long for him. And I sat there and, and I heard her say this. And she, this college student, was witnessing to me. And I heard that. And, and since that day, I haven't missed one holy hour. I even, I even set my watch. I say, I'm going to sit here for 60 minutes because there is no more important use of my time than being with the Lord of the universe, the Prince of Peace, who wants me to walk in his joy and love today. That he can give me something that no one else can. And by drawing close to him, the Lord of life, the Lord of the resurrection, the one who is love and goodness itself, that that love begins to transform me. And whether consciously or subconsciously, that I become his witness giving testimony by my life, by my words, by my actions, that there's a God who's alive, and he loves me, and he invites you to come to know him as well, because I have witnessed it for myself.